Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of the Small Talk Podcast with co-hosts and Andy Carroll Woolery and yours truly, Chris Palmy, here on the Sunday, October 29th, 2023. And I'm uh, looking forward to our episode today with uh, my co-host and Andy. And uh, I'm going to bring Andy on and uh, we'll make a little bit of small talk before our guests, uh, which I'll announce in a minute or two, will be coming on. Hello. Good afternoon. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm really, really good. A little tired, but tired because I was busy. Busy is good. Same here. And I, I just can't believe it's already October 29th. Oh. It's like, what happened to September and October? Yeah. What happened to September for our last October? I agree 100%. Definitely. Yeah. Um, tell, tell us a little bit about your weekend. And uh, I think you were at a writer's convention in Waterloo. I was at a writer's festival. Yeah. And it, everything started really on Friday for me because um, I had the day off on Friday, which was so good. I do appreciate, you know, I work a little extra uh, per day and then I, I earn an extra, I earn a Friday every other Friday off. Uh, so actually in the morning, I was in Uptown Waterloo at Cecilia's Bakery out of this uh, Waterloo City Hall. And I met with my mentor. I'm part of a six-week mentorship program. And uh, this is a person who's at local politics. And I'm not interested in, in local politics, but I'm interested in how things work, if you know if you know what I mean. And he's so generous with the knowledge that, that you know, he's had. He's, he's with city, city politics. And yeah, so that was, that was really cool. And then in the afternoon, uh, there was the... Um, the Writers Festival kicked off. It was at it's in Waterloo. It's called the Wild Writers uh, Festival, Writers Festival, and it was at CG, so Center International Government. Oh, 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 horrible. Anyway, but it's in Uptown Waterloo, where the barrel yards are. Um, beautiful, beautiful, um, beautiful conference center um, in the in the heart of Uptown Waterloo. Yeah, it was it was so good. The the guest on Friday. Do you know the name Vincent Lamb? No. No. Okay. So Vincent Lamb, uh, he would have written a book many years ago. Um, he has a book, a new book out now, but he's best known for a book called Bloodletting and Miraculous Cures. He is actually a doctor. Um, so he wrote a nonfiction book. He sort of fictionalized some of his experiences with traditional medicine and modern medicine or, and all these terms, traditional medicine, modern medicine. He did a super job of it. I and mean, he did receive a literary prize. He's a Canadian, a Canadian author. And oh, it was so good to hear him talk on, on Friday. And um, I brought my old beat up copy of uh, my, my bloodletting and miraculous cures. And he signed it and he put a, put a beautiful inscription for me so and that was yeah the next day was uh, writing workshops and I oh my gosh I met awesome people I learned so much and then this morning it, it finished off with a brunch at, at the University of Waterloo um, yeah fabulous oh my gosh such talented people uh, we have um, so there were writers from all over the country like uh, presenters from all over the country but I really did connect uh, today I spoke to a writer from Brantford yeah. Uh, that was super cool. And then uh, the other person, Kayo McClare, she's actually in Guelph. So, you know, I made some local connections as well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah. our guest just popped on. So I'll bring okay, our cool. special guest. I'll bring on our special guest in about a minute. As for myself, <laughs> I was covering pro local yeah. wrestling in Cambridge Friday, crossbody pro wrestling. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people 
think wrestling is not real, but you know what? The men and women who do it, they have to be athletic and they also do get their bumps and bruises as well. So crossbody pro wrestling, I got to do a couple interviews with a couple wrestlers. Uh, I think it went well. And then Saturday, I, I kind of took my mom to the Niagara Falls outlet mall off the QEW to go shopping. I ended up doing some media work and interviewing uh, uh, Selena from the uh, Niagara region humane society as well. So uh, even when I'm not working, I'm always working and uh, I'm excited about our episode tonight, number 10. And uh, my guest, her name is Shauna Brown. She's a friend of mine. She's been on live with CDP sports talk three times. And this is her first appearance on the small talk podcast. And we're going to bring her on right now. Hello, Shauna. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Um, Shauna, this is my co-host and Andy Carol Woolery. Hi, Hi, Shauna. My pleasure. So happy to meet you. Likewise, my friend. Likewise. So nice to meet you as well. How was your weekend, Shauna? You know what? It's been good. I, about I think, I, think I was going to say we were just we were just swapping stories on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm getting ready for Halloween and I left it until the last weekend this year. And I usually do a big decorative thing out on my deck. And as you can see, I have a few things in the back there, just a few there. But um, that's when I usually do it all. And so that we are doing that this weekend. And actually, today I went to, they had a, the haunted subway station downtown of Bay, uh, the Bay Station. So we went and checked that out today. And it was a lot of fun. We had a really good time. Is it really haunted? Yes. Um. <laughs> I mean, it, it it's definitely seemed like it was. That's for yeah. sure. Um, you, got, you got the spooky vibes, though. For oh, sure. oh yeah, oh yeah. It was very scary. It was very dark inside of one of the subway cars. It was just yeah. It was really really scary. <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. Well, I want to say, Shauna, thank you for coming on our uh, show. We started this last January 2023, and tonight's your 10th episode. And I thought uh, you'd make a great guest to come on here and talk about your. Uh, career in the music industry as well thank you so much and congrats by the way on the show that's amazing i'm glad to hear that and yeah i'm glad to be here i'm always glad to be on your show so thanks for having me all right we'll get to some questions and andy um how do you want to do it tonight do you want me to start first or do you want to go first yeah you what you you can kick it off and then we'll tag team we were talking about yeah. wrestling so now we'll put it into practice we'll tag oh, team yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, Shauna, um, I know you've been on my other show three times, but uh, can you just tell our audience here on the Small Talk podcast uh, a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'm a singer, songwriter, recording artist. I currently live in Brampton, Ontario, and I've been doing this my whole life. Um, <laughs> love what I do. And I am also an actor and a model as well on the side of that. So I do a lot of, I juggle a lot of artistic things. And I've been on the show several times with my songs, and I have some new songs coming out that I'd love to speak with you about as well. And um, oh, go ahead, and Andy, go ahead. I was going to say, are you are you a Toronto girl? Are you are you from Brampton or Toronto originally? Oh no, no, I'm not originally from Brampton. Actually, I live there here currently, but I am originally from Nova Scotia, the east coast of Canada. And I left Nova Scotia when I was 18 to go to New York to a school called AMDA, uh, which I auditioned to get into. And they gave me a scholarship upon my audition. And me and another person from Canada, we ended up going to New York for two years and taking musical theater, uh, singing, dancing, acting. 
<clears throat> so it was a really great experience. And then I came back for a visit, was playing at a coffee house, singing some of my own original music. A friend of mine asked me if he could record me. Uh, so I went to Montreal, recorded with him, and I ended up getting signed to a deal right on the spot, actually, after someone came in and took a listen to it. So, um, and that's where it all started. And here I am now with, uh, I'm on Mike and Sony Records, Sony ETV, and I'm just uh, continuing on my quest with my music. Oh, that's amazing. So you knew really early on what you were, what you were going to do, maybe? I did, you know. Um, I like to talk about this a lot. When I was younger, I used to sing in the living room of my grandparents when they would have me over. And I would sing for them and I'd have like a banana or, or whatever I used for my microphone and I would put on performances. And even at that age, I was very serious about it. I knew at that age that this is what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and that's kind of where it all began for me. Oh, beautiful. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I love, I yeah. love that little dive back into memory land. That's so beautiful. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And Andy, I, I never asked you this since we're talking about music. Uh, I know I have no God given talent in music uh, other than talking, but in Andy, do you, have you have done any singing? Do you have any musical talent in your family? Um, in my family, my daughter is a beautiful singer, and she's probably hearing this right now, and she's she'll strangle me afterwards, but she has a beautiful voice. Um, for myself, um, I like singing, but I don't know. I, you know, sometimes teachers, some teachers, you know, they they do well and they to lift you up, and others just kill your dreams. And I had a, I, I had, I actually did piano. Um, as, as I, I studied piano, like Royal Conservatory. So I have so far, you know, I can do so much with uh, playing and reading music, but part of the practical exams did involve vocal as well. You did have to be able to play it and then you had to follow along. And um, yeah, my piano teacher, she was pretty merciless. And she's like, no, she goes, you can't sing and you're going to fail this part, but make sure you get higher on the other parts. And yeah, that just kind of killed my spirit for singing. Every time I sing, I think of that teacher, which is like, oh, because I, I do like to sing actually, but for my own pleasure, not for a professional, but yeah, but definitely piano. And I do play the steel pan, uh, which is a national instrument of Trinidad and Tobago, very simple songs. And uh, maybe some, um, some sort of uh, second um, harmonies as well. And when I, other fun facts about me, I used to, in high school, I was in a, in a marching band. So I did drums, bugle, and trumpet when called mm -hmm. upon. So I guess now that I say it, yes, I have musical ability. <laughs> I love that, the trumpet. I know I played trumpet in high school as well and in, in okay. junior high. Trumpet is a beautiful instrument, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. I love the brass. I mean, strings are great, but I, I whenever, yeah, I'm, I'm always drawn back to the brass and I have playlists on YouTube of just marching band music. Mm. That's my, that's my thing. I love it. I love it. Love it. And the, playing the percussion too, like the drums, that's very, that's a very cool thing. To have. Yeah. I still know some of those taps and those drills. I still, I still, yeah, give me some sticks and I can probably still beat them out. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. we need to jam. That's what I think. We need to jam. As long as it's marching band style, yeah, I can do it. No problem. Cool. Or, or or calypso, Trinidadian calypso, I can probably keep up too. Oh, nice. I like that. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Cool. I did care. I did karaoke a couple years ago in New York City and I emptied the bar out, but I had a lot of fun. I had a few drinks in me and it wasn't so bad. I don't know if I could have done it if it was in Guelph or locally, but you know what? It was it was fun doing it, and I see why people like doing karaoke. 
Yeah, karaoke is a lot of fun. It really is. I agree with you. I haven't gone in a long time to karaoke, though. That's something I've definitely got to do soon. Absolutely. And I'm going to let my co-host ask the next question for you. All right. So what were some of the influences in your music career? And first of all, I guess I will ask, what is, what, what's your, if you can tell our audience, what is sort of your, your genre that you, your preferred genre and where you're, you know, that you record and, and what were your influences um, yeah. in, in your music? Well, I would say my genre is predominantly pop, but I like to travel around a little bit in different styles. Like for instance, I had a single out that was before this current single that was a bit more pop with a bit of rap hip hop involved. Mm -hmm. Now this current single is a bit more on the country end of things. Um, I've had people say that it sounds like it's, it's country and it goes into the country genre. So, um, you know, I like to play around with a lot of different styles within the pop genre. And so I would say that's probably where I am, uh, depending on what I'm writing at the time. I have so many different styles of songs that I like to write. Um, and in terms of, my influences. Well, I would have to say my mom for sure was one of my first influences. You know, she used to sing in front of me. Um, she had a beautiful voice um, and she would always put me into singing lessons and, and different things that had to do with singing. So I think she was probably my first influence. Um, but there are a lot of others as well. Um, I've talked about Madonna in the past. Um, she did a lot of things in terms of giving women opening the door for women in a lot of ways um, in terms of the music industry. Uh, there's a lot of others too, you know, I would say Mariah Carey had a big influence on me growing up. Whitney Houston was a very, very big one for me. Um, and then I have people mm -hmm. like say Tori Amos and Bjork that are a little bit more underground that would have a big effect on me as well. So it's a mix of all of those things. And also my dad was a singer and a writer too. And he, he was in a band as well as my mom. And he was a big influence on me too, because I would see what he was writing and, and it was a big deal for me. Yeah. Did you ever play with, did you ever play with your dad? Did you ever get to play alongside him? Well, my dad was also a drummer. And so he used to teach me how to drum. He'd have a drum pad and he'd always be teaching me how to do that. And he was a little bit shy in terms of the, the, the writing. Like he would hide it. He would have it in his book and I would find it. I'm like, oh, dad, this is really cool. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah. You know, he'd kind of like play it down. Um, but he introduced me to a lot of amazing bands. Like he introduced me to The Doors and, you know, Michael Jackson when I was a kid. You know, I was talking about this earlier today. You know, I had the glove and I had the jacket and the record player. And my dad was a huge fan. And so that rubbed off on me. Um, and... Yeah, like David Bowie, for instance, he introduced me to him. Just the Beatles. He was a huge Beatles fan. So he was kind of my in with all those cool bands, you know? Yeah. Hey, Sean, I wanted to ask oh, you this as well. No, and you're a writer. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, and Andy. Oh, I can wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, maybe we're asking the same question. I don't know. I was going to ask, like, you write as well. I kind of caught a bit of that. You write as well, huh? You're a songwriter yeah. as well, yes? I write all of my own songs. Um, and some of them I have people that I collaborate with as well. Um, but I'm always in on the writing end of things. Um, it's all stuff that comes from my life and things I've been through and things I want to talk about. And that's my way of using my art and my platform to its full potential, I guess. Um, and I love the writing process. It's a lot of fun to do, too. 
Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. Thank you. Chris, you go ahead. Okay. No problem. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Shauna, is you did an event, I believe in September. Uh, I think it was a basketball event in Burlington. Yeah. What was it like singing the national anthem? And also since I got you on here quickly and I'll get back to Nandy, uh, did you have a favorite Madonna song growing up? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to answer the first one because the second one's a little tough because there's a lot of Madonna songs I like, but I'm going to think on that. Um, yeah, I sang the national anthem at the uh, 3x3 Wentworth Basketball Festival, and it was a really great experience for me. Um, anytime I get to sing the Canadian national anthem, I always feel really good about it. It's just a great feeling to be able to share our heritage and be able to share everything with everyone around me. And so it was a great experience for me. I had a really good time and I love to just be able to sing acapella with nothing behind me and just let it come out um, and getting people's reactions and, and being able to talk to them afterwards and saying, you know, I'm proud to be Canadian and, and all of that. And um, I really was rooting for the Canadian teams as well to, to win that, that festival as well. So yeah, anytime I get to do the anthem, it's it's a privilege for me. It really is. Yeah. And Andy? Oh, I, I'm waiting for Madonna. Oh, yes. I'm waiting for Madonna. Oh, yeah, Madonna. Okay, yeah, yes. the follow-up with Madonna. Um, I've always liked Vogue. Uh, mm. You know, that one is a fun dancing party, get ready for the day kind of thing, right? And that one is, is a lot of fun. Um Trying to think of what another one would be my favorite of hers. Uh, Holiday? Uh, Holiday's good. I'm trying to think. There's another one that I really liked of hers, and it's not coming to me right now. Just a second here. So many good songs. Um, Secret. I liked her 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 mm. song Secret. That was from um that was from a league of their own, wasn't it? Was uh, that from the the baby's got a secret. I think that was on bedtime stories. That was her bedtime oh. stories album. I love that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. No, this used to be my playground. No, this used to be my playground as a league of their own. No, no secret. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I love the league of their own as well too. Like yeah, I really yeah. always, I followed her from a very young age. And actually, my dad was really into Madonna too. I think okay. that's why I liked her so much. You know, even in her cone phase, like I was into her. Like <laughs> I was into her totally from that that stage. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of other ones too. I'm trying to think of the other one that I like, and it's not coming she, to me. She went through a Latin phase and yeah. she did um, La Isla Bonita. That for me, that's yeah. my favorite Madonna. She did the Latin yeah. phase. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I really loved her Ray of Light album. That's one of yeah. the later ones that came out. That was a really good album. It was a bit more mature. Huh? Like she was coming, it wasn't like people were kind of telling her. Like before, I almost feel like she was like it was like she, it was it was a product. But here, I felt like for Ray of Light that it was more of Madonna. We were kind of seeing really a bit of her for real mm. as opposed to a product. I don't know. I loved how she mixed like the street style with the dance with all these different things, and she got really into the spirituality side of things. And mm. she had just had her daughter, and I just felt really connected to where she was at. I think with with the Ray of Light when she says like I feel like I just got home. Like that really, that really hit me hard. Like I was like, yeah, I'm starting to feel like that too, you know? Um, and that was right when I started uh, getting into the recording industry. That's when that album came out. And I just felt like that was a really awesome time for me. Um, so that whole album is my favorite album of hers to date, I would say. 
All right. Yeah. Now we have a now we have a definitive answer. Yes, yes. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> it's done so much. It's so hard to pick, but yeah, I do like yeah. the whole album. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I'm going to ask you guys this, but my opinion, I was born in 72. I'm 51, by the way. But mm. to me, the best era for music, obviously the 60s was great. But for me, the 70s and 80s are the two best decades for music, in my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who did, who was your favorite artist? Like, Did you have a favorite um, Oh, yeah. Uh, Bob Seger. Uh, mm. Bob Seger growing up. Phil Collins. ACDC. Uh, Kiss. Super Tramp. I even like disco music too, so don't laugh at me. I used to roller skate in the 70s and 80s to uh, KC and the Sunshine Band and Michael Jackson music and that as well. So I, I just think that the 70s and 80s music was a, it's a great time. And Genesis and, and obviously Phil Collins is now um, at his age and with his health, can't uh, perform anymore. But I, I was just lucky growing up in that era for music. Definitely. And one, one other thing about Madonna in the earlier years, her Express Yourself song. That was a good one. I liked that one a lot. Yeah. 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 They say that Lady Gaga. Lady, do you have any off. other favorite artists? <laughs> oh, for me, favorite art. I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think, I mean, it's just natural. It's my, the child, the songs of my childhood, the artists from my childhood are the ones that, that are going to mean something to me. So I'm, I'm not too far off in age from Chris. So definitely the 70s, definitely from the 80s. And I can't say that I really favored anyone. Um, I, I listened to American Top 40 religiously. We used to get that in Trinidad. So I would listen to it from, you know, from song number 40 to song number one, Casey Kasem. Absolutely. Um, and I think that I did kind of maybe go through my, my you know, the teenage crush phase, you know, with your girlfriends. So we, I really liked Corey Hart. Uh, loved Corey Hart, Never Surrender, Boy in the Box. And um, for some reason, my friends and I had a fixation on Menudo, which was this boy band from Puerto Rico. And out of that, actually, that's where Ricky Martin got his his start was in um, Little Ricky was in Menudo as well. But that's kind of like, oh, yeah, I used to like Menudo. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it was all it was all fun. And it was all part part of part of growing up. And it's nice to see that Ricky Martin, you know, has has a a really, really successful career coming out of that. And then in Trinidad and Tobago, we have our we have our so and other Caribbean music we love like reggae and, and dance hall. Um yeah, I mean I just I just love all kinds. I really can't point to one favorite artist. I did see Stevie Wonder in concert. It was, mm. awesome. it was awesome. wonderful at the ACC. So maybe if to pick one I would pick Stevie Wonder. Yeah. So talented and so okay. prolific. That must have been an epic show. I would have loved to have seen that myself. That's that's yeah. really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. And my all-time favorite song is In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins in 1981. And uh, I know a couple of guys have rebooted it. Uh, but to me, the, the original is always the best. Yeah. Oh, that's such a, that was such an epic song. It still is to this day. It's, it's a great, great song. And yeah. the drums, and the drums, actually, there's this yes, pause, yes. and, and then we yeah. come back again. Oh, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. He's a drummer, yes, uh, Phil Collins? Yes. Uh, that, is and he, his yeah. son, his son. Yeah, yeah, his son, yeah. yeah. His son. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Cool. But I was going to say, and you know what, Shauna, you know this as well, as well. Um, music is a, we, we could get into another subject or episode on this. But music can really affect your mental health as well. It can help it because music can bring back 
find good memories. Obviously, sometimes sad memories, but also happy memories as well. True, true. And I think it can also be a great outlet to express your feelings and emotions uh, as an artist too. Like I use it to sort of, for my mental health, when I'm going through something, I'll go and I'll write a song. I'll sing it out, you know, I'll get it out on paper or whatever it is. And, and then of course the people that are listening to it, they feel like they have someone holding their hand, you know, and that's kind of what I am about. Like I want to be that person that's there making them feel like they're not alone, that they, they feel like they have someone that's there with them holding their hand. And that's kind of what I want to do. And I'm, I'm trying to do with my music. And I think we all sort of need that sometimes. There's always a time in our life when we feel like we need someone to hold our hand. Um, and so, yeah, music is a beautiful thing in that way that it can just help people. I mean, I've heard stories about people that were going to take their own lives and they heard a song and it totally just changed their mind, you know, and um, I, I think that's that's where the goods are right there. Yeah. Music transcends, right? It transcends, <laughs> um, you know, geography. It transcends times. It's mm. Sense political difference, you know that that that's that's the word as you're describing music that you can be there to hold their hand like that is just yeah it, it just transcends it, it it's it's like you're there in the room with them and then you're not really there but you are there even maybe more so because music it just it inhabits you right it's true yeah oh yeah it's I think that's why I love it yeah. so much um, because it just has so much attached to it it's got memories it's got feelings it's it's a way to express all those emotions you're going through as well as to connect with other people and you know it's just there's so much to it that i love um yeah and and you almost leave a legacy too uh, behind with you when you write songs because your songs will live forever you know and that's kind of what i want to do too so hmm. yeah <laughs> absolutely hey shauna um i gotta ask you this anyways but yeah. uh, before we get to the next question, is it okay if I have permission? We have actually we have permission to play your latest song, Reflection, and then just uh, talk about it and how you came up with it and what was it like seeing it published and out on Spotify and YouTube and all that. You know what? No, I don't think you can. I'm just joking. No, I would love <laughs> you to do it. And you have all of my permission. I'm keeping you on your toes. No, you may not play. Um, no, you can do it. You can do it. I, I gave you my permission and I would love that. I'd love to share it with you. I got you both for a second there. It was awesome. <laughs> okay, okay. And it's live too. That's why we love, love doing love a okay. live small talk podcast. But, okay. Well, thank you so much. And uh, it's courtesy of your YouTube channel. And please consider subscribing to your YouTube channel, Shauna Brown, Shauna Brown Music. Yes, that would be great. I've been driving down the freeway to a melody for my home. My reflection on the ceiling in the middle of my own dance floor. All this time she's been living in somebody else's world. Now I know 
my head held up so high. So my reflection now feeling in the middle of a messed up plan. Now this girl, she's been living on a path of her own rules. If you're so proud to recognize me, we could all be That was courtesy of your YouTube channel, Shauna. And yeah. uh, can you just tell me and Andy, tell Andy and myself and the audience uh, about your latest single, Reflection, and uh, what the process was like and what inspired you to create this song, Reflection? Definitely. Um, well, in, in the chorus, it's this pretty dear and near and dear to my heart, actually, this topic. Um, so in the chorus, I'm saying... Now I know what it feels like to let this all go. Expectations of a woman was mm -hmm. all I used to know. Now I know what it feels like to make this choice my own. Feminism doesn't mean that she has to do it all. And so what I'm saying there is basically, since women have come a long way in terms of feminism, and we are in the workforce and we are having children and we were doing all these different things. And it seems like instead of us choosing which of those things to do, we're expected to do all of them. We're expected now to go to work and do everything at home. And it really should be about having the choice of what works for you. And that is really what feminism should be. And that's how I see it. Um, and not to feel bad if you're not doing the other thing. You know, there's so many people that choose to do one thing and they feel guilty because they're not doing the other. 
Now, I'm not saying you can't go to work and, and do something at home too, if that works for you, but it should be your choice. And so I'm really coming from a very personal place there and explaining my situation. Um, and also after having my daughter, she's eight, year old, eight years old, her name is Alexia. And after having my daughter, I felt like the curtain of judgment raises once you have a child. And it's like all of this, all of this uh, important, this light is focused on you. Uh, it's like a spotlight on you. And there's a lot of judgment that comes along with that. And you feel like sometimes you can't do certain things because you're a parent, or you have to do certain things because you're a parent. And it's, it's very hard to kind of find your own voice within all of that chaos. And I feel most of the time we're judged either way. If we do one thing, we're judged. If we do the other, we're judged. There's no winning here. It's it's, And so I'm trying to bring attention to the fact that we need to understand that it should really be about the person's choice and and, and to feel confident about your choices. Um, and that's what I'm saying in this song. And I really want to share it with everyone. I want people to talk about it, talk about the subject. Um, because it's around, but not everybody's talking about it. And I think the more we talk about it, the more we can come to an understanding and uh, be there for each other as women, even men too. I'm not, it's not, you know, it, it goes for men too. But um, if we're talking about it and we're supporting each other and women should be sticking together and not judging as much, um, it's a hard job already being a female in this world. And I just think if we come together and support each other, this is what we should be doing. And I really want everyone to hear the song. And that's that's what I'm doing behind this song. I want I want to cause people to talk about it and to and to create change. Absolutely. And feminism, I mean the 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 definition that I kind of grew up in the 70s, and I would have been a child, but the mm -hmm. image I had was is that women were leaving, you know, they were going back to the office en masse and they were leaving their homes mm. and they were burning their bras this is probably early 70s burning their bras and right. and and um anything that was considered feminine you know it was it was going to be about we're going to be more masculine or we're going to take on more masculine um attributes and then i'm just so glad that that's not what the maybe maybe early and maybe that wasn't even the definition of, of feminism, but maybe it was how the it was twisted by society and twisted by media because, you know, how could you be a woman but be so manly? Um, so yes. I, it, it really is about choice, and it mm. really, and what feminism is for me is that equal pay for equal effort. Um, and so if if I am working. Um, and I'll say something and I don't know, because I, I do work for a, a public entity. I do work for the government. And I do sometimes see people, um, I think because I'm a per I'm someone with children, I'm a woman and I have children. Um, and I see men who sort of started around the same time as me. They were maybe given more opportunities because there was this assumption. Well, as a woman, I might take it. I might use my family related days because my children are sick. And I'm like, well, you can't you really can't. hold. I mean, that's something my union fought for for me. Yes. And I can still do the job. I mean, when you budget the time that I need to to complete my workload, all that should be part of it. I should be able to take a day to to care for my for my family without it being without it affecting my career 
And yeah. it's not about just the, it's not just about the, the warm feeling of the career. You're affecting me monetarily. You're affecting me now how I can economically provide for my children. And even down the road when I retire, my pension is affected because all these years I was at a lower rate. Yes. And so for me, that's what feminine is about. It's about recognizing my efforts and recognizing not just efforts, my skills, my knowledge that I bring and that I'm compensated equally for it. That's what I want under for feminism. That's, that's yes. sort of my message for it too, right? Definitely. And I feel like we're getting the bad end of the stick, you know, because we're expected to do both things. And then, mm -hmm. and then of course we're not being compensated the way that men are in terms of in the workforce too. And mind you, there's people that would choose to stay home with the kids and that's okay too, because that itself is a, is a full-time job. It's a three person job to have kids and it never ends and there's no break and you don't get paid. And, you know, and so that's really important too. So like there's people on the other end that are choosing to stay home and raise their kids, but then, they're being judged by society because they're not working. And so it's on either side. And it's like, okay, if you can do both and you can make it work and it works for you, that's great. But we shouldn't be thought to do all of it. I mean, because we're getting the really bad end of the stick here when you, when you think about it, right? Right. Yeah. And I was able to, I was able to do it both ways. I was quite fortunate actually with my, my first child, I was sort of still in university. So that was a whole different story, but in terms of <laughs> A sort of more equal comparison like with, with with when my first daughter was born um i was very fortunate that we were in a position our family was in a position um that i could i could be at home with her mm. and um and with with my with my son who was older and it was great having that time with her you know i we i just loved spending time with her and my son and being able there to meet him you know for this you know drop him off for the school bus and be there to pick him up and just spending spending time with her it was it was a beautiful beautiful two years i had with her and mm -hmm. you know at some point i did have to get back to school to finish my degree but um you know it was yeah it was just really wonderful that i could have that time with her um but yeah people were kind of like well are you working are you are, are you done with your degree did you quit school all this nonsense i actually had applied to the university and said i'm going to take leave and they approved it but uh, people outside of that didn't know it, and they thought i'd I dropped out. I quit school. I didn't. And mind your own business, man, honestly. And if, even if that was your <laughs> yeah. choice to, to yeah, yeah. like that is your choice. And I know it's like either way we can't win. You know, there's always yeah. thing, oh, but you know, she's at home, but yeah, but is she working or or, she you know, or oh well she probably doesn't have enough time with her kids and you know, like it's just and so yeah. I'm going like no, like we can be femi feminists. And we can choose what we want to do at the same time. It doesn't mean we have to do everything at the same time, all, you know, right at the same time, right? It's just, it's too many things at once. It's, it's too much expectations, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it had, I guess the conversation was sparked again or we sparked again this summer with the whole Barbie mm -hmm. movie. And if mm -hmm. you think um, what you're talking about sort of really resonates and, and, and meshes um, at some point, a character, I believe the character that America Ferreira plays, uh, she does talk about, we do it one way, it's not good enough. We do it another way. It's ne nothing. It will never be good enough. We, we yeah. do it your way and it's not good enough. And and I, that, you know, when I was listening to the chorus there, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I, I feel that. And it's it's still happening. It's it still is. happening. Oh, my it goodness. Is. Yeah. But I hope that we can really start making leaps and bounds when it comes to that. I think it'll take a lot of work. And I think talking about it is a great thing because, you know, 
we're not going to get anywhere if we pretend it doesn't exist. Right. And, and so that's what I'm trying to do with my music is to start conversations and to, to promote change and just to use my platform to the, the best I can, you know, um, and to let people and let women know that I'm holding your hand and I understand cause I'm a woman in the world too. And just to know that you're doing a good job and, you know, and you have, you have a lot of power in the world. So don't be afraid to use it. Yeah. And supporting you had, you had touched on in the chorus once uh, that, you know, it's about supporting each other and affirming yeah. each other. And I think, you know, women first, um, if mm. we can be there to affirm each other and we need men as allies as well to support yes. that. And um, we don't need we validation, do. but we, we need that understanding and that support as well. Not, not just lip service. We need real support as well. Real support, not just, uh, you know, uh, haha, whatever you need kind of thing, like really being there for each other. And I think too, as a society, women are pitted against each other for that reason. So, so that we aren't strong enough to, to make those changes. And if we see that as women and we go, well, you know what? Us being pitted against each other isn't helping us any. Us coming together and supporting each other, that's helping. So um, I want to promote that. Absolutely. It was a beautiful message. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Since I have you both on, I wanted to ask you this as well. This is great conversation. As, as professional females or your parents, obviously you get careers. Do you find it is getting a little bit better in the year 2023 or are we still a long ways away from it being equal with men and women, especially in the work, work world and career wise? Do you want to chime in on that? Oh, <laughs> I'll, I'll chime in. I'll ch I'm actually really careful because I still am employed currently. So I'm really careful what I say. <laughs> I wish yeah. to remain employed until retirement. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, I, in, in terms of my current employment, um, there, I think it may be more possibly ageism at work where I do see we have a, a younger demographic coming in, which we need because obviously there was a large exodus from the workplace because of the, of our, our beloved baby boomers retiring, which they, which they deserve and they got it. And I guess what I kind of noticed in my workplace is there are a lot of, uh, younger people coming in and, um, yeah, they get promoted really quickly. And I'm like, I've been here. Hello. I have experience. And um, yeah, I I, I kind of wonder what that's about. But I think that's maybe more of an age demographic thing. But uh, if, if I were to look at a micro level, I'm like, mm, a lot of you guys are men. Wow. Okay. But that's just me and my, my micro analysis of my work situation. But it is what it is. And I manage my own career actively. So I'll, I'll, I'll walk away from that. But I would say going back to more sort of general thing uh, i referred to the barbie movie earlier and that um just promoted a lot of vitriol um and a lot of analysis people came on somebody didn't like the barbie movie so we burned a barbie doll on youtube what what a, sorry we're pg I, I was gonna say a word that was a swear word but what a fool okay. yeah that's yeah. like that's like a you know, and I don't want to insult donkeys because I love donkeys but man this guy was like worse than a donkey <laughs> You know, um, you know, to burn. And I know we all have mixed feelings about Barbie because Barbie's like, you know, is she about, did she create body dysmorphia, things like that. I actually thought the movie did deal with um, those sort of issues very well. But I was just really surprised, but not surprised at the amount of vitriol and pushback. And it seemed as though we had gone back like to the 40s and 50s about, you know, women 
women shouldn't have any aspirations. Women, you know, and or or they didn't like the fact that women were in charge in Barbie Land. And I don't think I'm giving any spoilers here that it was really women yeah. in charge in Barbie Land, and that the men were treated badly. And I'm like, do you not get the satire? It's that's how it is for us in the real world. Yeah. That yeah. men, it's, yeah. it's the patriarchy. And mm -hmm. that's if, if that makes you uncomfortable, how men are treated in Barbie Land, that's how we feel in the real world. That is kind of the point of the movie. Right. Um, and even and I, this kind of surprised me too. Like I, I I'm part of I'm part of spiritual communities, and one particular community, you know, WhatsApp messages were circulating about, you know, the Bible says that the man is in charge. I'm like, are you serious? Are we really saying this in 2023? And it's not something that was ever taught in the church, but it just kind of bubbled up a lot of rage and and, and anger. Mm. I don't know if I asked the answered the question at all, but um, well, do I think it's getting better? I want it to be better and I do it, it's better for me because I actively manage it and I know I know what my boundaries are. And if you tell me no, based on something, stupid push back but i feel that uh, i think women as a as a whole we, we've i don't know we there seems to be this this swelling up of, of anti-feminism and anti-womanism anti-woman in general i've just kind of felt that a little more in the last little bit i don't know what do you think hmm. well first that's, of that, all that's it shauna um, i don't know i want to say chris i hope you don't feel left out in this conversation because we're talking <laughs> We like you. Don't worry. Okay. I know. Um, no worries. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I agree with you on the on the Barbie movie. I think it brought a lot of topics to the table, and it was showing the patriarchy, and then the, the men were feeling the matriarchy when when they switched it up. And I think, um, I don't. I think it's basically telling how they feel, and you know, things are changing. I, but I think really what it has to end up happening is the conversation as women that we have to have with ourselves on a daily basis is what is going to make it the more change for us, I think. Because a lot of the times it's a lot of the women joining in too, um, because they've been taught or programmed to think that that is what's supposed to happen. And I think if we, on a daily basis, tell ourselves that this is not how it's supposed to be, I don't have to feel guilty if I don't do this and this and this, and I choose this. Um, I think that is where the change is going to come. Yeah, I really yeah. do. I think it's going to be, it's going to come from us not feeling guilty about doing the things that are expected yeah. of us. Um, but in terms of the payment structure thing, well, there is a, a, it's still not equal and, and I, it is getting better, but I think it's going to take a, a long time before that gets fixed um unfortunately but we're, we are making progress you know we are yeah we we, we, we yeah. are and i would say like something you said there that i will touch that i'll sort of pull out of what you had said there was action as well we have to do stuff but i mean we can talk about it we can discuss it absolutely let's affirm each other but what's the sure. next step how, how how do we affirm each other uh one thing that um i do because you know i'm from i'm from the caribbean background so what's really important to me is that okay so women have discrimination but also people of color are discrimination. So if you're a woman of color, you're kind of getting it double whammy. So where yeah. for my action is, is that I volunteer. I had to kind of step back this year because I'm really busy. But for uh, since uh, fall of 2020, I had been volunteering with an organization uh, that has like a large East African refugee immigrant um, um, 
uh, how you call it, immigrant um, population in that particular neighborhood. And um, yeah, we were trying to make opportunity for our girls that were there. So we, and and we figured we had to go with that because it is East African and very largely Muslim. The moms didn't necessarily want to send the girls out for the youth programs. They had wonderful youth programs, but the boys could go. But the girls were like, no, 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 you got to stay home. You got to stay home and look after the little ones. And, you know, that was something that the center had to do. They had to negotiate, not negotiate, but get out there and see what the needs were. Talk to the moms and say, you know, it's really important that your girls have a chance to get together and learn stuff. And and so, yeah, so we, th there was this program that was started called the Young Queens Collective. And the girls could come together, we'd do crafts, we'd do snacks. Sometimes we'd have a mentor come in and give them a talk. We have business owners, like the, there's a, in town, we have something called For All Ice Cream, who's a, a black entrepreneur who created her own ice cream business. She came in, brought ice cream, you know, you know, hashtag priorities. And, yes. but, and out of that, from what I heard, I wasn't able to go to that event, um, but I heard afterwards that, they could see someone, they had their own dreams to have their own business, but they didn't know anybody who was black and female who had their own business. And that just went a long way. So creating programs for these girls, it was an action. And it wasn't just me, it was a lot, a lot of work went into it in terms of organization and getting ideas together and being physically there to open the doors to the center and it's action. And yeah. that, it's that action that, you know, these girls will you know, that's our hope that these girls will take these lessons to them going with them going forward. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And, and every day, what the steps that we take and be an example and be whatever we're doing in our lives, you, you know, be an example for people, show people that you can be strong in your choices and you can be, you know, do, do these things and not limit yourself and, and not have limitations. And so, yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. We have to, we have to keep doing that and do it daily and keep pushing and keep pushing. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris had asked the question a little earlier about your music and I, I was, I was interested in the process as well. I don't, I don't think. Yeah. Think yeah. On this particular this. single. Was that yeah, was that with? I don't know. Um, no, just, you've already told us about your inspiration for the song. Just can you tell. And, and Andy and myself and our audience, what the process was like uh, writing this song. Yeah. You know, um, I had the producer that, that worked on this song come down and we had done a few songs together. We were laying down some demos, just getting some ideas down. And he presented me with um, this backing track. And I, I just, something came out of me. Like I just started uh, bringing the subject up and, and writing to it. It was something that was very automatic for me. It was something I was feeling and it just went with the background and, uh, it, it came out very fast, actually. Um, we didn't get to record it until a while later, though. So it was during COVID where he came down. And we recorded a few things here because um, we couldn't really go into studios at that time. And I put down the ideas. And then later on, after COVID had gone and everything, I went into studio and, and recorded it. And it ended up coming out really great. And so that's that's sort of what happened. I mean, it just, it happened sort of accidentally. Like I heard the the song, the the background, the tuning like of the, the background. And then I just started writing and it just came out very organically that way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's an interesting process how that happens. Yeah. Um, now Paul Napash is the producer on this. He's the head of Mike and Records. And so he was the one that brought me the beat. And then I 
I wrote the song over top. And then, of course, it was recorded at Blacktail Recordings. Uh, and the engineer, his name is Mike DeFeria. And so I've been working with him on this album. And he's been doing a really amazing job. And that's how it all came together. Yeah. I heard it's some guitar in there. So do, do, yeah. Do you have session musicians or is there a particular musician that you work with regularly? Well, I really loved that there was a bit of an Aboriginal feel in the middle, um, which I was really drawn to. And of course, I, I am very, uh, I like talking about what has happened with the Aboriginal community as well. And I feel like there was a lot in that society that I wanted to bring to light as well. I wanted to reach out to the females in that community. I wanted to reach that group of people. And um, by using the instrumentation there, I almost saw visually a video of, of holding the hands of, of the Aboriginal community, um, of the women especially. And so that was why I went with that sound. And it was something that we'd been playing around with in the mix. And I, I loved it. And I mm -hmm. said, I need this to stay. This is, this is what I'm about and I want to talk about this and I want this to be a part of it. Um, and in terms of the guitars, well, we got a few session uh, musicians to come in. I played guitar myself, but on this, I didn't do any of the guitar. Um, I just took what we had had and then we added different elements into it. And it just, we stirred it up into a nice little stew <laughs> and it turned into something nice. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's where that came from. But that is actually my favorite part of the song. Did you want to give anybody mm, else a shout out for this song? Uh, well, of course, uh, like I said, Paul Napash, he did, he wrote the beat and the backing tracks. And of course I wrote the melody and the song and everything like that. And Mike DeFerry did the engineering and um, that's, that's the team right there. Um, and we made it happen. Mike DeFerry did some of the guitars as well that were added in. Um, and yeah, I just want to shout out to everybody that worked on this. I think it's, it's a great thing that we came up with and I can't wait to do more. And I, hopefully we're going to be doing a video soon too. Absolutely. Oh, Reflection is available on what? YouTube, Spotify, uh, yes. Apple, iTunes. Yes. It's, it's available on, on all music platforms. So Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, uh, all of the above. And also too, I have my own show. It's called Talk with Shauna. It's on the Fem Network, which I also showcase my music as well on there. And we're now actually on a bunch of different apps and we have our own network. It's the Fem Network. It's all females, all female hosts, all female programming 24 seven, not at two o'clock in the morning when no one watches. And I'm really proud of that. Um, so I also showcase my music on that show. I'll have my videos. I'll, I'll show for everyone on there before I show anyone else. I'll talk about how I came up with my songs. I'll have people that I've worked with on the show and you can check it out right now. It's on glory star. There's an app you can download on your smart TV. You just go to the lifestyle uh, section and you can find my show talk with Shauna. And I tell you my story through the music business and what's happening. Um, and I'm also on a radio show too, right now too. Uh, Music Dreams USA Radio. I am the host of the morning show, uh, which is Russell K, Alexa, and Shauna morning show. Um, and so I always have my songs on there as well that you can hear. And it's really exploding. A lot of people are picking up this new single and they're really, really liking it. A lot of people are liking it, which I'm really happy about because 
I was a little unsure if people would take it well. It's a bit of controversy that I'm stirring up a bit, but this is what I want. I want people talking and I want it to be something that people discuss. Um, and so I feel like I've, I've done that and I can't wait to do more. Before we wrap things up with you, Shauna, an hour goes by too quick, by the way. How often do it really does go by when it's great conversation, it goes by real quick. But I wanted to ask you, how often do you record an episode talk with Shauna? And is it audio and video similar to mine or is it just audio? Um, well, I do record it video and audio. And then, of course, we have the audio, which goes on a bunch of different platforms, uh, just as audio. But the video is on the app, which you can see. Uh, there's a bunch of different apps. We're on Glory Star. We're on Viva Live TV. We're on uh, Dingo TV. There's there's a bunch of different ones, and of course, you can find it on there under the Fem Network. And yeah, I I record a new episode once a week of Talk with Shauna, and then of course I do another show that's called The Blaze, which is kind of like the talk, and we discuss different topics, and we chime in as a bunch of ladies from the network as well. And I'm always, uh, you know, talking about different things, trying to break stigmas and explaining the reality of the ups and downs in the music business as a woman as well, too. So um, there's all those aspects. Yeah. I think I have a guest in mind for you in the future, and I think she would make a great guest. And her name is Anandi. <gasps> oh, I think so, too. I think we should jam on the show, Anandi. I think you should bring your drums and your trumpet and your singing voice and your piano chops. Yeah. And we'll, do we'll do we'll do something music. I'll have to move the laptop over to the piano because I have none of those other instruments with me. But yeah. <laughs> my son had actually had drums here once upon a time because my my son played for the um, the guard, the ceremonial guard in Ottawa. So we did have the um, the army's drums here for a little bit, but they've been returned. <laughs> So oh. the drums are gone, uh, but um, the um, yeah, I got my piano still here. So yeah, I would love to be on your show, Shauna. Absolutely, I would, love to have you. I would love to have you on the show. And I think we had a lot of great things we discussed in the show too. That um, I think it would be great to to talk about more things, to expand more on those topics. I think would be great. And yeah, I'd love to have you on the show. That would be great. Right. Well, and if you want to talk Trinidad music, let's do Trinidad anything, anything Trinidad. I oh, I love, I love so many different styles of music. I love Trinidadian yeah. music. I love dance hall music. I love, I mean, there's not one type of music I don't like. I, I music. Is I know. It's just, it's yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So it brings people together. It does. It does. And that's another reason I love doing my podcast and my two other shows is connecting people. And it's just this connecting people, but making friendships and meeting new people and learning new things all the time. And uh, Shauna, I, I'd love, we'd love to keep you on another hour, but we're going to wrap things up with two final <laughs> questions. Yes. And uh, this, this one, um, I'm going to let an Andy uh, ask you and then I'll wrap it up. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. What You're are welcome. some fun facts about Shauna Brown that your audience and our audience might not know about. Okay. Yeah. Fun facts about me. You may know this already. I'm not sure. I am a big person when it comes to different holidays. So like Halloween, I go big, any, any kind of excuse to dress up at all in a costume. I am totally there. I love it. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I'm a lot of fun to hang out with. I love doing things that are creative. I love photography. I love anything that has to do with um, creativity and art. Um, let me see. 
yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty quirky that way. I'm quirky. Um, I'm really tidy. I don't know if that's something that people know about me, but I, I'm like, I need my house to be impeccably clean. I'm just all about that all the time. Uh, what else? Would I, I love we shopping. Know, we know it's not a background because it does look impeccable and it does look like a Zoom background. It does look absolutely impeccable. But uh, uh, there was a, a, a munchkin came up and down the stairs that broke the illusion. So we know yeah. it's your real house. It so is you're, my you are correct. It is impeccable. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And yeah. I have a beautiful eight-year-old daughter who keeps me alive and, and, and I love to do things with her and just do adventures with my daughter. And I feel young at heart. I think I'll always be young at heart. And I, I, that's something I always want to be. And I'm a very positive person. I like to bring positivity wherever I go into whatever I do. Um, my dad named me after the sun, actually. My name, Shauna, is after the sun. And I just want to bring light and positivity and love everywhere I go. And that is something that hopefully people will know and remember and realize about me. Excellent. Now, I, I don't know if this is a fun fact about you, too. You said you did acting and modeling. What is it acting, stage, TV, film? What, what did you do? Yes. Well, I started out in theater and I did musical theater, of course, all up into my high school years. Then I went to New York and, and studied musical theater for Broadway. Um, but then when I came to Toronto after that, I started delving into film and I really liked it because it was such an intimate thing. It was such a different kind of art when you're when you do the intimate film stuff. And so that is what I'm doing now. I've done several feature films. I've done commercials. I've done music videos, of course. Um, there's many that I've done. Like there's one that's on Tubi right now. Actually, it's a horror film. Um, it's called Heinous Acts, and I'm in Distortion, which is the third story. And so I come, I come back to life after my husband kills me and my daughter, and I come back to haunt him and his new girlfriend. Um, and so that was that's something that's on Tubi right now. If you want to check it out. I have to. Well, we all have to be in the app. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a perfect time to watch because it's Halloween and it's, you know, scary and stuff. Um, yeah, I've done many different films over the years that I'm proud of. And, um, you know, I, there, there's a lot to name, but you can check out my IMDb page and it will show you a lot of the things that I've done. I've done everything from Tamil films to Canadian films to some things in the US. So it's it's kind of all over the board. And the modeling, I love modeling too, because um, it is, you know, photography and emulating something uh, through photography is important as well when it comes to music. And so they all tie together, the acting, modeling, the singing, they all come together. It's, yes. all, it's all art. So the, the fun fact is for our audience is that Shauna came back from the dead. So I, I did. I <laughs> yes, I did. Awesome. Thanks. Speaking Thank of, so much, speaking, yeah, go ahead, Chris. I was going to say, speaking of Halloween, before we wrap this up, yes. uh, what is your favorite Halloween costume and favorite Halloween candy? Well, I would have to say my favorite Halloween costume is what I'm going to be this year because I haven't done it yet and I'm excited. And speaking of coming back to life, that actually works because I am going as the bride of Frankenstein for Halloween. So I'm going really dark and scary, spooky. Um, and I won't give you anything else. I don't want to give away too much, but you will see it, I'm sure. I'll make sure that you, you see what I'm up to with that. Um, but that is my favorite one this year. 
I have to say, because I haven't done it yet and I'm excited. Um, and my favorite Halloween candy. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You know, um, I'm a big fan of the Rockets. I like Rockets um, because you eat one of those and you can't just have one. You have to eat the whole row. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And what else would I say? Mm, I like a good chocolate bar, you know, like a Snickers or like a Krispy Crunch, something like that. Those are probably my favorites. And Reese, too. Reese. Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Oh, I can't buy those because if I if I do, I eat them all before Halloween comes. I have addicting. To They're addicting. <laughs> and Andy, what's your favorite Halloween candy? I need um, to know. Oh, you know what? It's just a nostalgia thing. Um, I don't ever buy coffee crisp, but, but um, I, I like coffee crisp. And I think it's because my mom really liked it. So mm. if 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 coffee crisp finds its way into our house at Halloween, I'm not at Halloween time. I'm not mad. Yeah. That's All right. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna wrap oh, this up. But what is, what is yours? Your yeah. Oh, my favorite Halloween candy. I haven't had chocolate bars in seven years, but when I could eat chocolate bars or when I was a kid for Halloween, I would say Reese's peanut butter cups, coffee crisp. And anything mm. with chocolate and caramel, caramel chocolate bar. Mm. Yeah, caramel, coffee crisp, and Reese's peanut butter cups, or anything with chocolate and mint in it. Mm. Now you're making and white chocolate too. Some like go sneak into my my candy now and just take a few, just a few of the chocolate ones. I'm a chocolate addict, but I haven't had chocolate <laughs> since October seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen. Six oh, years. Wow. Six years since I've had chocolate. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Sorry. I, I, I wasn't trying to get you off track. <laughs> so um, I can have it, but I'm a chocolate I admit it. Yeah. I'm a chocolate So once I start, I, when I, uh, when I did have chocolate, I buy Oreo cookies. I could, some people could stop after one or two. I would eat the whole package because they're so addicting. Yeah, they really are. They really are. I can't Absolutely. keep chocolate in my house. It doesn't stay. Yeah. So now I'm getting hungry. And getting I know, me too. <laughs> so, but hey, Shauna, on behalf of Andy and myself and our audience, we want to say thank you so much for coming on uh, episode 10 of the Small Talk podcast. Where can our audience follow you on social media, your website, and just when your next podcast episode show is going to be and who your next guest is? Absolutely. Well, I would have to say my next guest is Anandi. That's going to be my next guest. Um, what do you think, Anandi? You want to come on? Yeah, I'd love to come on. Oh, I'd, I'd love that. Absolutely. I'll we'll watch. Talk. I'll watch. I'll watch. Let's, Let's do it. Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram is the best place to find me, actually. It's uh, at Shauna Brown Music 111. My website, shaunamusic.com. And if you would like to follow me on Facebook, that would be awesome. Um, <laughs> shameless plug there. Uh, it's at Shauna Songs and pretty much Shauna Brown on all the other platforms. Yeah. And um, again, I want to say thank you so much for coming on here today. And uh, I look forward to your uh, episode with Anandi and I'll watch the viewer. And uh, again, I just want to say thank you for coming on. And it's always great to chat with you, Shauna. And uh, we've been knowing each other, I think, for what, two and a half years. And uh, yes. you have an open invite to come back on our show in the future, as well as live with CDP Sports Talk as well. And uh, I appreciate your friendship as well on social media as well. Thank you so much. Yes, you are a very good friend. And I, from the beginning, I said, you're doing a great thing and keep doing it. And I, I still stand by that. Keep going and keep doing it. And 
Thank you again for having me both. It was so nice to meet you as well, and Andy. Yes, lovely to meet you. And come back anytime. Yeah, Thank absolutely. you so much. Yeah. And happy Halloween, uh, Shana, from Anadia, myself, and to everyone watching live streamed in on audio platforms as well. All right, Shana, I hope you have a great night and happy Halloween, and we'll be in touch soon. And I will send you a copy of the audio and the video of our show uh, later tonight after the NFL is done. Perfect. Thanks again. Thank you so much, Shana. <laughs> Good night. Bye. 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 All right, uh, and Andy. Well, well, you, uh, said that, you said you're going to send it. At, you said you'll send it after the NFL is done. So, sounds like you have plans for the night, Chris. Football, yes, the football. <laughs> Plus, I have to get ready for my next show. I have another show tomorrow, and then I have one Wednesday and Friday. So my calendar's uh, pretty full for next week. But hey, I want to say thank you for coming on here tonight and co-hosting episode ten. And what are your final thoughts on uh, Shauna Brown as a guest? Oh, I, well, th I will say, first of all, thank you for organizing this. Um, yeah, it's been just so busy. And, and yeah, I'm so happy with that we could have uh, episode 10 happen on schedule. Uh, you know, we're on track for what we planned for the year. And my takeaway is uh, just I love Shauna's energy, her positivity. Um, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a bit of a cynical kind of person. And sometimes when people are like really happy Pollyanna, I'm like, oh, what's their game? But no, not at all with Shauna. She is really pure sunshine and uh, love her energy, uh, just so honest and open and giving. Uh, that that's, what I took, that's just the positive energy. I love that. And the talent, I, I really am in awe of musicians because that is, to me, it's a supernatural talent and you're allowing your gifts to be used and given back to the world. I really appreciate musicians so much. And yeah, I've known Shauna for a couple of years now and uh, she's been really supportive of my career change. And um, there's been days where I've kind of been frustrated and down in the dumps and she's uh, listened to me and gave me encouragement and uh, she's had faith in my show coming on three times and then on here as well. So, you know, what? it's not just making connections through the media. I've made a lot of uh, friendships uh, through the media as well. And uh, it just I love connecting people. And I'm, I, I, I wanted to connect you and Shauna tonight. And and uh, I thought the episode went really well. I know we went over an hour, but. When you're having a great conversation, you shouldn't put a time limit on it if it's a great conversation. Oh, oh. yeah, I, I, yeah. Where did the time go? Absolutely, I, I, I don't mind at all. It was a great episode, and uh, yeah, um, thank you for for setting that up uh, uh, with Shauna as well. Um, yeah, I, I always, um, yeah, I, I love the opportunity to tell my story as well because I hope people can learn from you know my, my own learning. Absolutely. And I want to just say before we wrap this up, uh, thank you to everyone watching this live streamed on Facebook, uh, the Small Talk Facebook page, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. I still call it Twitter X and also on our audio platforms. And please subscribe to the Small Talk podcast on Spotify. And also you can follow us uh, here on social media or you can email us at smalltalkpodcast.com. 50 at gmail.com and then andy uh, as for your social media handle where can people uh, follow you on your social media handle uh instagram is really the best way to reach me it's at trini acw so at t-r-i-n-i acw so trini like trinidad acw and andy carol woolery trini acw 
Okay, well, I want to wish you a happy Halloween and everyone watching and listening to the Small Talk Podcast, episode 10 tonight, a happy Halloween this Tuesday. And our next episode, number 11, will be in November, but we will uh, make the announcement on our social media pages, uh, who the guest is and what day and time as well. And then, Andy, I, I really look forward to doing our November show as well. Yes, me too. Me too. I know we're, there's something in the works, and if we can make it happen, I'm really excited. Any way that comes, but the one, the, the person that the guest that you are currently in conversation with, um, oh, that'd be so cool if they can come uh, for November. Absolutely. All right. Well, I hope you have a great evening and the rest of the week, and we'll be in touch on social media and uh, working forward to our, our next show coming in November, which isn't that far away. I believe uh, November 1st is already on Wednesday. It is on Wednesday. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Have a good night. You too. Thank you so much, and Andy. All right, that was my co-host and Andy Carroll Woolery, who's also uh, with Rogers TV in Kitchener Waterloo as well. And thank you to Shauna Brown for coming on episode 10 of the Small Talk podcast, which is on Facebook, the Small Talk Facebook page, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter slash X. And also the Small Talk podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, as well as Spotify. And please uh, subscribe to our uh, Spotify channel, the Small Talk Podcast there as well. And also on my YouTube channel, Chris Pome, live with CDP Sports Talk as well. And speaking of that, before we wrap this up, the next live with CDP Sports Talk, sponsored by Barry Cullen Chevrolet, Monday, October 30th at 5 p.m. with Pat Bernard, co-host of the Edge of Philly Sports. And Pat's going to come on and talk about the Philadelphia Phillies 2023 season, their playoff run, and their demise to the hands of the Arizona Diamondbacks in the National League Championship Series. And we're going to speak a little uh, Philadelphia Eagles with Pat as well. Again, thank you, everyone. For watching and listening to the Small Talk podcast with an Andy Carroll Woolery and Chris Pame. And on behalf of an Andy and myself, wish everybody uh, watching and listening to our show tonight a very happy and safe Halloween as well. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll see you in November for our episode 11 of the Small Talk podcast. <laughs>